Hi, and welcome to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The Human Side of Business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and a warm welcome to the Elevate Business Podcast. Both myself, Ange McCabe, and Scott Russ are your hosts. We have the pleasure of introducing you to Wiley McGraw, a former star pitcher, competitive bull rider, and three-tour combat veteran. He's a founder of Radical Performance Acceleration, and for well over a decade now has been behind the scenes doing life-altering work with powerful CEOs, entrepreneurs, leaders, and public figures, accelerating their performance both personally and professionally. His work is the proverbial Navy SEAL training equivalent to high performance and leadership development, pushing even the elite beyond their limits so that not only they hit their peak, but sustain it. We are very excited to have Wiley join us here today. Welcome, Wiley. Oh, awesome. Well, first of all, both of you, thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to having a a great conversation with you both and diving in and and getting very granular if we can. But uh, yeah, let's let's start there. I'm, I'm the founder of Radical Performance Acceleration. And mm-hmm. up until the pandemic, I've been behind the scenes, uh, referral-based only doing life-altering work with CEOs and entrepreneurs, public figures, athletes, been passed along industries from Wall Street to Hollywood, professional sports into personal development and so forth. And mm-hmm. my formal title is Performance Accelerator. And I'm looking forward to delving into even what that means. But you mm-hmm. know, as a, a former star athlete growing up, a baseball player, um, I, I really paid attention to the life experience of that perfectionism, that hyper-focused nature of being a pitcher, growing up around pros, it's, et cetera, what was expected of me from the external world, my father, mm-hmm. the athletes that I was around and being coached by. Uh, and it drove me uh, away from that world because I felt like I was still being limited. So I found the world of bull riding uh, very enticing and very much the place I wanted to more discover more of my own innate abilities. And Boy, did it deliver! I got to tell you, it's. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, people you hear bull riding enticing and seductive, and they think, how do how do those words go together? But yeah. really, I found that pressure from baseball wasn't satisfactory to who I was. I felt that I was doing it Fair. for others and not for the love of the game. So, bull riding mm. gave me that holistic world of unknowns that scared me, that shocked me, that surprised me, that turned me on. And I I realized in that world, I I was becoming more of who I wanted to be. I was challenged every time I got on the back of a wild animal. And I felt the power of that world bring me more centered and focused with my intuition, my thoughts, my my presence, et cetera, all simultaneously so that I could Mm. experience the success of being that bull rider. And Mm. As I, as I got along down the road as a bull rider, I found that I wanted more real-world challenge like that. And that's where the military came knocking, and I joined the United States Army. I was stationed mm-hmm. with the 101st Airborne Division, and I have three combat tours overseas. And that's where I, I discovered even more of this unleashing of my power and potential. And I wanted to really take, take off after that and, and discover more of what I was capable of in the more extreme situations. And I found through combat 
this ability to stay eerily calm, be able to control and manage that inner volatility despite what was going on around me, mm-hmm. discovering my own innate ability to see blind spots in the performance of us as a team, as combat infantrymen, and mm-hmm. being able to push and lead others uh, to more successful outcomes. And it just got me excited about self-mastery and getting on that path for myself and really discovering who I was without all the, I would say, stresses or blind spots that I knew or didn't know were still within me. And mm-hmm. um, that's what led me into what I do today. Mm-hmm. I, it sounds like a Netflix like cover. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm waiting for the book to follow uh, up. I'm, well, I'm so interested. So, so yeah, in these threads of <laughs> in these threads of performance for you, mm-hmm. what was your biggest realization when it came to when it comes to individual and team performance? Mm. And if you don't mind, I'm, I want to. Yeah, I definitely want to dive into that. And I and I want to add to this question you just asked. What was the biggest thing that I discovered with myself and my team's performance? Yeah, is necessary for people that are out there right now looking to take themselves to their next level. And and most people want that. Business owners and leaders, executives, so forth. Uh, what I found was I needed an outside force uh, mm-hmm. to do that. We all need an actual outside force. That's what mm-hmm. you both do in your work and your business is you serve as that for your clients. I do that for my clients. That's why we have a job. But in those experiences, what I found was being willing to embrace the unknowns or yield to the fear of those unknowns allowed us to access more of our potential. It gave us clarity of focus. It brought us present every moment. Mm-hmm. And it, it created a more optimized team function because the individuals were willing to embrace that and step into that. And again, the military is not for everyone. There are mm-hmm. so many different ways we, in which we can do this and we, we can discover our capabilities in those types of real world challenges, as I call them. So I found that our ability to embrace that and step into it and the way in which we were built to operate in that kind of environment was why we were so effective. The training aspect, becoming a soldier or a Navy SEAL or a Ranger, et cetera, whatever the title is in the military, Mm -hmm. uh, the training itself is a framework and it's designed to stretch you and push you through the most uncomfortable of positions. You may not know exactly how it's going to go, but you're the type of person who is who values that and wants to step into that and see what you're capable of at your limits and beyond. And that's why I felt that those experiences were in fact, what I needed to become more of who I wanted to be, which Mm -hmm. helped me uncover my own abilities and gifts to go out into the world and then provide this for other people. Mm. And I find that so intriguing widely for a few reasons, because what I'm hearing is that from a military training perspective, it leans into um, stretching you from a habit perspective, creating consistencies in your world, um, stretching you from a mental perspective as to how you look at things and how you calm yourselves and manage emotions. So there's some EIQ or emotional intelligence pieces in that, but also understanding that from a workplace perspective, we can still tap into that. It's it's just that we don't talk about that. It doesn't lend it. There's not a lot of opportunities or resources oftentimes, uh. unless they're reaching out externally. Right. Uh, I, yes, that you hit it on the head, and I hope your audience hears that because, man, especially in our landscape now, right? I both, I know you both get this. We are so inundated with different resources available right now for right. what we want to achieve and accomplish, and leaders especially are are bombarded with different types of coaches and consultants, etc. And mm-hmm. 
it's, it's unbelievable. What I've seen is that even there are some people out there that just become coaches because they feel like I want to help people, but maybe they're not really, you know, in the right place to be a coach just yet. So we have this whole world of now everybody's a coach and we have all these consultants and, and we're trying to figure out and dig through who is the right resource for me. Right. And when we get inundated with all of these aspects of coaching and consulting and, and performance, we sometimes don't know how to choose which is the right outside force, which is what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And you said it perfectly is like, you're both, you know, coaches in your right performance for the work you do with your, your clients. I'm a performance accelerator. And then we have people called motivators. So we have the spectrum of those that help those that motivate and those that accelerate mm-hmm. and identifying yourself in which bucket you belong in is going to provide you better results in the, in the long run and the outcomes that you seek if you're willing to understand who is right for me, instead of mm-hmm. just trying to find you know, the fit and spending time, energy, and money on figuring those things out is discovering who's right for me first. That's the important aspect that I like to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm hearing you correctly, Riley, like looking at it from like the leadership perspective, it's uh, further self-discovery and maybe self-awareness as to like, well, what do I need as a leader and what am I looking for? in terms of elevating my performance right. uh, or, or yes. that of my team. Yes, Scott, perfect. And you said it just ideally for people to hear that is, do I, am I the type of person who is a problem solver, right? Most problem solvers, they need specific type of coaches like yourself, the teams you work with to solve problems, create productivity, exponential results, and move a company or an organization or culture to the next level. There are some people out there, I call them seekers, these leaders that are enticed by challenges like the military, like the CIA, special ops, et cetera, Mm. that want to know who they are and what more they're capable of, despite what outcomes they know they they can create. And I like Mm -hmm. it to this, and I think you both will appreciate this, is we have these retreats, we have these coaching programs, we have things being offered to people. Many of them are sensationalized, and I've seen this time and time again, where you see the, I would say the uh, facilitator standing next to the Lamborghini or videoing things from a multi-million dollar home and, and enticing people by, if you do this work, these are the things you can accomplish. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. If there are people out there that built that want that, they want to know how things are going to go down for them so they can achieve these types of results. Mm-hmm. There are, but there are other people out there, other leaders that aren't enticed by those things. They are enticed by what am I capable of when I'm fully unleashed? Where's more of my power and potential derived from? What am I willing to do to really stretch myself and get to the top of my game sooner than later? And mm-hmm. that's why identifying who you are and where you are in your life and what you want to accomplish will help you further understand what type of resource or outside force you need to really take your game to the next level. Mm-hmm. I like where you're going with that. And I don't know what it, it, there's been a switch that's been flipped in me this year. And it, for, I have a passion around bridging knowledge to action. And for me, it's not, it's not just the why, it's the why and how. So once we understand who we are, then how do we move forward, right? Like, mm-hmm. how do we seek out those resources? How do we connect that knowledge and apply it internally to our organization? And we at Intuitive Performance have been asked that quite frequently. So it, it's great, Ange and Scott, to lend me this information or to provide me the tools or to help me understand and create those aha moments. We talk about three pillars in coaching. So it's mm. 
settling those storms or creating aha moments. It's building that roadmap or creating that North Star. And then the third pillar being moving from knowledge to action. And that's a how. And so I'm curious as to what your take is on that perspective, uh, Wiley. Oh, that one specifically around like the coaching pillars that you the, the how essentially. The how. Yeah. Uh whew. okay. So my t- <laughs> let's dive into that. Um, which is why I'm glad you're asking that. And I and I'm I'm all for breaking that down because you know, this is the, the nature of what I said, the problem solvers. Yeah. Uh, the people that want to achieve more, they want better productivity. There is a dire need to know how something is going to be broken down to achieve that very specific goal or those goals. Mm. In the way in which I I approach again my my work specifically as a performance accelerator, and I'm not a coach by any means. So there is a spectrum where we have the coaching institutions that do exactly what you're talking about. These pillars that really create structure for people that want to break everything down to really grow in a very specific way, absolutely have their place. They're powerful for certain people, but then there are certain types of people that want to go beyond that. And they want to be where they want to go now, sooner than later, they are unwilling to wait and they're willing to be pushed so that things can accelerate and get to where they can create more of those results they're looking for versus Mm -hmm. needing to break down how that might look. Now, my take on it is the work then which that, I, that I'm talking about as an accelerator is about a framework and, and providing the, the specific structure for people because everything everybody's different that will in fact push them to their edge and beyond, challenge them that stretches their capacity to perform, that unleashes more of their power and potential. And what I have found in the nature of why I provide this type of framework is everything needs to be highly personalized. It needs to be holistic in nature. We need to look at every area of your life that is, in fact, hindering your performance and your power. And we have to be willing to embrace what might, in fact, still be unresolved or not addressed. And most leaders know or not know that there is still stuff going on inside them. There are still blind spots, Mm. stresses, et cetera, that are, in fact, hindering them. So they need to discover how they want to approach that all depends on what they're looking to accomplish and the type of person they are. Mm-hmm. And their ability to accomplish that. We are all different. Some people need the breakdown. Some people don't care about a breakdown. They're willing mm-hmm. to embrace those unknowns, like I talked about with bull riding or the military, and they're willing to step into them despite what it might be or how it might show up. And those are the types of people that can accelerate to where they want to go. We're all built differently. Mm-hmm. I think this is fantastic, Wiley. And like the way that you're breaking it down and really helping people discover their limits and I, I can imagine reading between the lines um even discovering that what i thought was my limit isn't actually my limit and absolutely there's so much more to it uh from right. there right uh, i'd be curious kind of taking taking a bit of a different route we've talked a lot about performance uh and pushing our limits so i'd like to learn a little bit more about yourself and so what does you know what does peak performance mean to you and where has mm. this this drive come from to be the, you know, all-star pitcher, um, be a bull rider, and then, uh, you know, combat veteran. Yes. Peak performance. What it means to me, um, is you are operating in the zone on a daily basis. You wake up feeling like an unstoppable force, your relationships, your health, your focus, your clarity of purpose are all at the most optimal states of being. It's not just about getting things done or accomplishing tasks. It's about in the way in which you are living your life. 
So the antiquated, I, I call it the antiquated definition of performance is the ability to stay on track and complete tasks and get things done in a very fast manner. We, we call them high-performance teams. We call it high-performance. But I've discovered in the work that I do and being that athlete, the bull rider, the combat veteran is performance itself has everything to do with who you are in relationship to yourself at any given moment. You are the performance. So I think there's a quote that I remember talking about the former CEO of the Girl Scouts that talks about that we were taught our entire life on how to do things. And we teach others how to do things. But it is the quality and character of the leader that actually determines the performance and the results. So when you approach peak performance, you're considering what does peak mean? It means being at the top. Performance is how well are you living your life and how do you show up on a daily basis? Are you considering every area of your life that has an impact on your ability to create those results? Or are you circumventing them just for the sake of making some money and growing a company and becoming notable? Mm -hmm. That's what I define peak performance as, is how well are you living your life? And are you waking up every day as this unstoppable force where every area of your life is optimized? That to me is peak performance. Mm, That's amazing. And tell us more about this concept of peak performance and what could you lend to leaders that are looking to get peak performance out of their teams? What could I lend? Okay. Discovering first and foremost, the type of leader you are matters. Mm. Because it's easy to get lost in these, uh, again, the, the coaching programs and the household names and the excitement of uh, the sensationalized you know, retreats, et cetera. Uh, and, and unfortunately, what I found is a lot, of, a lot of the leaders that come to me, that in, introduce to me, have done all of that work. Mm-hmm. They've got to a point where, man, I, I thought that this is what was necessary for me to take myself and my organization to the, to the ultimate level that we deserve to be at, that we should be at. So when they get introduced to me, it's because they've done all that work, but yet they still feel like something's missing. They're Mm -hmm. seekers. Mm -hmm. They don't care about the flashy, shiny results. They know they can create those things. So they want to be stretched and pushed and accelerated in a very short period of time. They're the type of people that have the mindset, the capacity that appreciate and value real personal challenges in Mm -hmm. real time, the accountability and being pushed beyond their limits. Mm -hmm. So when they discover if this is me and I want you know the people that are listening, if there are leaders in your audience, there are high achievers, there are business owners, is knowing what makes sense for you is going to be what draws you into the right type of world of helping, being motivated, or being optimized. There's a spectrum here. I'm on one side. What you do is on another. Doesn't mean it doesn't have benefit and value. We serve our specific types of people. But if you can identify yourself and where you belong and you'll hire the right resource or the outside force that will take you to your next level, mm-hmm. that, that is how you then move your team into the more ultimate levels of performance. Until you discover that, you're going to always be at trying to add more strategy or systems into your work, and you're going to still feel like something's not right or something might be missing. And that's mm-hmm. going to leave you on this path of seeking and grinding and trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So hearing that... If, if I'm understanding you correctly, it's it's a blend of not just internal operations and strategy, but the types of people that you have working within your operations and strategy and making sure that there's a balance there. And there's a clear understanding of mm. individuals' makeups that contributed to the larger team. Absolutely. It, consider the leader specifically of those teams. If the And we use that. Somebody asked me the other day. <laughs> What do you think about this better.com CEO who just 
massively fired every, I know you both have probably heard about that. This he fired 900 people on a zoom, very cold and calculated. Well, when a leader is unresolved, when you have someone who shows up, who might still have these unknown, I call them blind spots or mm-hmm. setbacks or stresses, they do and make rash decisions like that. And it does affect the type of people you are going to attract into your team. Mm-hmm. So the leader does in fact affect the performance of the team. And it does in fact attract in the types of team members you will have, which mm-hmm. holistically will affect the, the outcomes and the results. So it does matter on how well the leader is performing so that your, your inspirational energy motivates and pushes your team naturally without you having to do anything then they become more inspired and driven to stay focused and engaged in the environment you're operating in, which then creates that productivity and then ultimately those results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what's really coming up for me, Wiley, just from this conversation is, you know, getting really real with yourself uh, as a leader. And, you know, I know it's, you know, there's a lot of hype around peak performance or high sure. performance teams yes. and things like that. But just getting real as to, well, am I willing to put in that type of work to be that type of leader? Or maybe it's okay if I'm a, if I'm a little bit under. Uh, maybe I'm not sure. peak performance, but maybe I'm at the second or third tier instead. But just getting really honest with yourself as to what that looks like for you. And I know you, you don't work with those types of clients specifically. But, you know, having that realization, having that kind of self-awareness to, to come to terms with not taking on these like key buzzwords and saying, well, I have to be this, but it's not yeah. really aligned with yourself. Yes, yeah, Scott. And I love you, you hit it on the head again. And <laughs> it's, you're right. We get wrapped up in the inundation of um, bastardized terms, right. That mm-hmm. are utilized mm-hmm. to enroll mm-hmm. or entice people into specific coaching relationships or programs. And, you know, I, and I was reading about both of you and I, I love what you talk about in your work and, there, it doesn't feel when you talk about from, you don't come from the place of hype. You're not trying to hype up everyone so that you can create this more quantity aspect of your clientele base. You want to work with a types of specific types of people who value what you provide that know that you're going to be the outside force that can take them to the next level. And which is why you are successful. Mm-hmm. So Scott, you know, and to answer that even further is, you know, I'm successful in my work because I'm the right outside force for those types of leaders who value where they are and what they really want to experience for themselves because they already know they can create those results. There's no need for them to worry about what am I going to specifically going to get when I do this work? I want the types of people that are like, I want to be elite in my life. And everybody's at a different place. And when you can embrace, there's nothing wrong with where you're at. It doesn't mean you're not a peak performer. Look at your life. If your relationships are thriving, your health is optimal and you value your health first, you're able to show up every day, focused, clear, ready to move, shake, innovate, and create. Well, why wouldn't you want to, to, to label yourself as someone who's in a state of peak performance for where you are in your life? Mm-hmm. But like you said, we get wrapped up in the idea. If I'm not where I, you know, everybody says this is defined as, then I'm failing or I'm not good enough. And we get pushed to do things that maybe we shouldn't be doing. Maybe we shouldn't be in spending our money or our time or energy over here at this thing. And we should be going over here with this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How much? Sorry, Andrew, I'm cutting you off here, but yeah, I'm no, just no, curious. Sure, yeah. How much do those thoughts uh, come up with some of your clients at peak performance? The thoughts around I'm not good enough, or <sighs> yeah, I, you know what? They don't even define. They don't get stuck in the definitions. They don't worry about am I a peak performer? Do I, you know, am I am I high performance? Is 
Am I successful? They look at it as I'm constantly in the mindset of wanting to be the best version of myself. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to stretch beyond where I I already am. The Mm -hmm. types of leaders I've worked with come to me because they are at a place where they have sacrificed to a degree certain aspects of their life to create the money, the notoriety, and the business growth or success. Mm -hmm. And they are done feeling burned out. They are done feeling like they're not where they want to be. And they're looking for something that can get them there. Now, those are the types of people that find me. So their mindset is, I don't care how it looks. I don't care how it feels. I don't care what it looks like. I want to know how to be the better than I am right now. And I know that this is the place that can take me there. Mm. So they step into that, into the unknowns mm-hmm. and they embrace those challenges and they realize the results they will in fact have are more of those exponential uh, growth and wealth impact and bottom line. They'll experience more peace and freedom with their successes. They'll get those relationships mm-hmm. that thrive, that empower them, that uplift them. And everybody should want that despite where they are on their path to more success, more operational, you know, optimization, et cetera. It's all about just being present with who you are and looking to what you really want to accomplish and finding those resources that can in fact get you there in the right way. Mm. And and I think, you know, to layer into what Scott's saying is, I guess a couple of things come up for me as you're speaking to Mm. this, you know, being all all human all of the time, (laughs) you know, when, like what, how often does self-dope come up? you know, in, in your client demographic and, you know, what is the mindset around it? Because I mean, we know that there's different levels in this learning called us, right. Yes. (laughs) And so, and so, you know, in the first instance, it's really digesting and knowing that there's something off, right. I know there's something off or I keep running into the same situation or the same thought pattern, um, moving to, you know, ah, okay. It's this thing that I'm thinking about. And sometimes we have this inner child or tantrums that are going on. And what do I do with these? And then to, oh, it's that inner child tantrum. And I know that I'm fearful because this is a new situation, right? Uh And so, you know, as we graduate through those thought processes and how to leverage ourselves, because really it comes down to that internal work that really makes us to that next level, that really pushes us. Because I feel like in my personal opinion, it's moving from external validation. So am I a top 500 CEO? Am I a, a B Corp? You know, it moves into kind of that. I want to be a better version of myself. So that moves into from external to internal motivation. So I guess two thought patterns going on here for me, Wiley, in the sense sure. of, you know, when we're at that place of realization to really be pushed by you or someone like you, mm-hmm. How often do we bump into those self-dotes and, and what does that look like? How often? So, uh, you know, that's, I'm glad you brought up the inner work is understanding that. And I discovered this years ago, and I, I think more so in combat is there are two, these two types of stresses that we live with. And I call that one acute stress and I call the other a chronic stress. Now mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the normal stresses of being a business owner, an entrepreneur living life in general, we're going to experience normal stresses as human beings that are bouncing around in this reality together, having our own experiences simultaneously. I'm talking about those, like you said, you brought it up, you use the, the term that inner t- child and tantrum. Well, consider that your life experiences will create 
long-term impact, whether it be positive or negative. So right. we have, most people have had negative life experiences that, that create what I call those chronic stresses. They are things that occupy space within you mentally, emotionally, energetically, because we're holistic mm-hmm. in nature and they fester there until you do something about them until you mm-hmm. battle them head on. Now I'm not talking about reliving the traumas or the stresses, et cetera. I'm talking about battling them head on in the right environment with the right resource that can finally face them to eradicate them. Because what ends up happening is when you don't, you create acute stresses. Like you said, why do I keep experiencing the same mindset or the same results over and over again, or the same experiences outside of me? Because those acute stresses, the things that happen to you, no matter how many, how much you've got things under control or figured out, they manifest into your life until you do something about those chronic stresses that are directly related. Yeah. So what ends up happening is we have a culture that likes to circumvent bypass or hack our way to greater performance, greater impact, greater wealth. And we are taught by public figures that have achieved or amassed great things from a monetary standpoint or from an innovation standpoint. And we emulate them and think that's what success looks like. So we have human beings that do not know or understand what is in fact hindering their performance has everything to do with what they have not addressed or looked at from the inside. Mm. The truths that they have swept under the rug And Mm. the clients that come to me are going, I know there's something there that I have not looked at. Why do I experience the same kind of thing despite how much I've created or succeeded at what I do, et cetera, Um, from the fortune 500 CEOs I've, I've met from the public figures and personal development from the celebrities or athletes. They're all just these types of people who say, look, I know I'm capable of more and I know something's holding me back. And you know, there's no book I can read. That's going to solve this problem. There's no program that's going to be linear for me. That's going to get me out of where I'm at. I need to be in the right environment. That's going to stretch or challenge me to eradicate or erupt and eradicate those things. So I find Mm -hmm. is until we are willing to address even the things we're unaware of going on inside us until we're willing to allow our resources to push us to our limits and beyond, despite what it might look like or feel like, we're always going to have something that's going to limit our ability to to achieve or accomplish. Mm -hmm. You can keep adding in as much as you want to, but let's start focusing on the removal of what's in fact inside that's hindering your power and potential Mm -hmm. and and let yourself be surprised by what your resources then are able to do with you to get you there further, faster. Amazing. Amazing. And I know that we could definitely jam for a couple more hours here, Raleigh. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I'm happy to. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, And I think Scott, you wanted to to jump in with the last question there. Go for it. Yeah, sure. And so uh, while we always ask all of our guests here, um, what are three words of inspiration that you would want the world to hear? Hmm. Yeah, you laid that out for me. And I, I thought about that. It's Three words of inspiration. Well, I, you know, it's like I, I, I want to make sure that I can provide you an answer to that that makes sense for who I am and, and the nature of what I, I offer is because I think what it is is if you're, it, you know, optimization is a key word that I talk about. So optimization should inspire you. Um, acceleration should drive you. And I don't even know how to say that last word because really it's like, I I come from the table from, do you feel into something and does it inspire you to actually want to pursue it with you and your, your clients, they feel into you as well. They're not just thinking about what you're going to offer them. They feel into you. So they need to be inspired by 
the presence that you have and your mm-hmm. focus that you provide so they can experience the results that you're saying that they can accomplish through your support. So yeah. again, I know that's all over the place with the three words, but I wanted to expand <laughs> on that for the purpose of your audience going Definitely. Maybe it's not words that need to inspire me. Maybe it's the way in which I feel about the resource that I'm, I'm looking at that can support me. And if I feel moved and rattled within in a good way, it's time for me to lean into that and embrace that and bring that on. And I think that's where they're going to be inspired to actually strive for more and accomplish what they're looking to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like where you're going with okay. that. <laughs> Both are leaning in. <laughs> say, say, that, say that one more time, Scott. But Both of us were, were leaning in as you were explaining that. Uh, Good. No, it's, that get, you know, people need to be turned on more so from a place of what they feel and not so mm-hmm. much of what they think. Let's just, mm-hmm. it, let's inspire people to get out of their head mm-hmm. and not be so stuck up here what they think it should look like or how it should show up, but lean into go, you know what? Yeah. Does this feel like the right person, right resource, right people? And trust that feeling and, and move in and lean into that because there's so much more value in your ability to embrace maybe the discomfort that you both provide your clients. If they can mm. lean into that and pull value from that, despite if they work with you or not, you'll right. see how things can evolve much more quickly and more efficiently in our teams and our companies and our culture. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And Wally, where's the best place for our listeners to connect uh, with you? Sure. If they, they're interested and inspired <laughs> to go and read more and understand more of my philosophy and insights and in the way in which as an accelerator, I, I approach performance, uh, time to erupt.com. We'll take them right to my website. Uh, and they can just peruse and, and enjoy whatever it is they're looking to, um, you know, garner from this conversation. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Thank you very much, Wiley, for joining oh, my us pleasure. today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. And we really appreciate you sharing your peak performance insights with Intuitive Performance and our subscribers. And for those who would like to learn more about Radical Performance Acceleration, we're also going to provide a link to the company's profile on the Elevate Business Podcast title page. Take good care. Thanks for listening to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting? Explore the whole person leadership cohort by Intuity Performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. Our program features evidence-based assessments, workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. Until next time, take care and stay curious.